You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 6th of June 2021. Earth 2068. After decades of suffering and injustice, things are looking up for humanity. But even when you're living in a utopia, there are still criminals to be dealt with. That's where we come in. A global network of secret agents working under the guidance of Zero One. Welcome to you in particular. I'm Brian. Ooh. No, I'm not Brian. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick <laughs> I'm Briggs. Brian. And here's I'm Brian. Yes. And here's what's coming up. In a moment, Nick and I will be chatting about our work on First Action Bureau. Whoosh. That wasn't me chatting, that was me just doing a sort of sound effect. Uh, Then we review our reviews this week. Doctor Who, short trips, free speech. If you refuse to speak, your silence will be taken as an admission of guilt. Following that, we'll be delving into listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Then it'll be time to go behind the scenes with The Robots, Volume 4, starring Nicola Walker, where we continue to explore the robot world, first seen on Doctor Who in the classic story Robots of Death. And for those of you familiar with that story, this episode features the the return of Pamela Salem as Toos. You are Toos. I am. I really am. Next up, we'll be making our weekly stop-off at the Randomoid Selectontron. Oh, Randomoid Selectontron, that is. I don't know what it's a Selectontron. Uh, we'll be giving you a 25% discount on the randomly selected Big Finish release. Hello? Anyone? Ooh, and then we round things off by giving you a 15-minute drama tease of First Action Bureau, the brand-new spectacular sci-fi thriller audio drama from Anderson Entertainment and available very soon from Big Finish Productions. Hence the name First Action Bureau. Superbly said, superbly said that. Thank you. Can you hear there's a plane going overhead here? I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy listening to the seagulls outside here. So it's they very, were, why is summer so noisy? I know. Can't it be like winter where it's, where it's cold and nasty and nobody <laughs> bothers to go out? I said everybody does here. Yeah, they start cutting things down. They start <sighs> playing music. <laughs> Clinking of a bottle, the rowdy. The other day there were some people out having a garden party. And uh, they were shouting around out there, and they said, "Yeah, let's put on the national anthem." And they put on the French national anthem, and they weren't French. And I was really—they don't sound French from your voice. They you weren't were French. They were just—they were just like people. Let's yeah. put on a French they national were. anthem. They were like they were. Uh, yeah, let's put on a French national anthem. They put it on, and it was. And I was thinking, hold on a minute. Nice. Power to me is a good national anthem, but I was very confused. I wonder who's got the best national anthem. Let's not go there. Um, First Action Bureau, you recorded it, didn't you? And you starred in it. So yeah, well, absolutely. I was directing it. Yeah, you was you was doing you was directing it, but you also you did a few bits and bobs here and there. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't starring, was I? That was Genevieve Please. Gaunt and Sasha Duane and Patterson Joseph and oh. Nicola Walker. What a cast! It was a great and it was a great few days as well. What a lovely bunch of people, you know. It was uh, we were all recording remotely, so I was at the uh, at the buttons here, uh, just making sure. And that I everybody... was over here, very <laughs> remote. And I was on the roof. Uh, no, you weren't. Um, and, you know, it was just so nice. It was a wonderful, wonderful vibe. Everybody really enjoying it. And I think when we did it, it was quite early on in the the, the COVID sort of time. And I think this was where a lot of the people we were working with hadn't been doing a lot because it had all just all kicked off and everybody was sort of getting themselves into 
into a recording situation so i remember the huge uh, appreciation everybody was just having being able to to work and act and have fun and remember uh, sasha dewan was jumping around in his chair <laughs> doing, <laughs> when he was he said, i'm sorry i'm just i'm just loving acting <laughs> just enjoying it <laughs> I remember Patterson Joseph had a slightly faulty uh, lead to his microphone. <laughs> uh, do you remember? And it did that scrunching so, noise. He, he could say, yeah. Every now and again, it was like... Oh, I'm on, just sorry, surfing you... through it. <laughs> so it guess... sounded like this, sounded like... <laughs> he just said, yeah. hold he on. Said, just waiting for that to go. Okay, let's carry on. <laughs> hold on, the wave's just coming through. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yes, it's gone. Right. Oh, that was so funny, wasn't it? It's brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. Anyway, um, have you heard any of the finished product, by the way? I have. Do you know what? Yesterday, I was, uh, as everybody knows, this is the Benji's Moving House podcast. I was going through and I I came across the the CDs, actually. I didn't listen to it yesterday, but I have been listening to it. It's fab, you know. There's so much goes into it, and the post-production on it is so slick, isn't it? Yeah, Uh, Ian Ian Meadows and, and Joe Kramer doing the music. I mean, what more do you want in a combo there? You know, it's the thing is, it sounds slick, it moves with such pace, um, and it's it's so, you know, it's their bite-sized episodes of just fun. I think, I think it's great, and we've got a, well, in a, this release, a is, huge it's cut, come up, we? yeah, yeah, it's all come together. I, mean, it's, I think it's worth playing a clip right now. Senior technologist Benjamin Sahl. What? <sighs> Answer. What do you want, Benjamin? Oh, Nero, it's you. Uh, You called me, Benjamin. Of course it's me. Why are you calling? I I, I actually wasn't sure you'd answer. I, uh, it's complicated. No, it isn't. Uh, Could we maybe meet in person? What is wrong with you? Where is this coming from? Look. Sorry, I just saw you were logged in and hadn't really prepared myself for this. Okay, bit weird. Heading out on a mission tomorrow and it's past my bedtime, so yeah, bye-bye, Benjamin. No, wait, hang on. There. And of course, the drama tease of the first 15 minutes coming up later. Like all these things, it's uh, it's a... movie for the ears I, that's what I like to call them anyway Definitely. yeah do yes. check that out and enjoy it time now for our latest reviews as promised this week it's Doctor Who short trips free speech you can't say that <laughs> <laughs> sorry had to do it interview commenced 5.56pm 17th of January Inspector Lockett in attendance. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, short trips, free speech. I was conscious of my own tongue chip, which felt hot and heavy in my mouth. Direct line to my bank account. Each word cost one druble. Always been that way on Skaz. Mr. Gavrit is well known to us. Had you met him before the night of the 13th? No. Anyone else? The Doctor. A mate of mine once said, time is money. Good old Benjamin. Loved his kites. We raced across the road, with the Doctor shouting after us. No, 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 come back! You don't understand! If you refuse to speak, your silence will be taken as an admission of guilt. You could be fined, sent to prison. Maybe even receive a permanent laryngectomy, courtesy of the state. Is that what you want? Big finish. 
We love stories. Uh, if you want to uh, check that one out, just go to bigfinish.com and type free speech into the search pane at the top to find this rather lovely story. First up, we've got cultbox.co.uk's Ian McArdle. Pewson Jack's story is cleverly conceived, as Amias has a limited ability to tell his tale. Judiciously marshalling his spoken words, we learn about the society on SCAS with the things he cannot afford to say. The idea of its financially restrictive class structure is certainly a thought-provoking, if horrific, concept. Through this unusual framing device, the Doctor is a character viewed through another's eyes. An agent of change, his spontaneous streams of consciousness mark him out in a world of restricted language. And that's uh, four blue stars and one white star. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Well, we count that as six, as usual. That uh, was reading. See, I was trying to read there. Yes, yeah, very good. <laughs> Don't worry, I will have edited that so it sounds perfect. Brilliant. Um, the, um, the, you see, the notion of the story is that people have to pay for words. They have like a chip in their tongue. So those who don't have much finance can't express themselves properly. It's quite a quite terrifying a story. Yeah, real yeah. repressive sort of scenario, uh, isn't it? This next review is from winteriscoming.net from James Agass. It's very fitting that for this year's winning entry of the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trips writing opportunity, we're given a story about the importance of words. This is why we voted it number one. After listening to free speech, it's extremely easy to see why this was the winning entry, and I hope that we get to hear more from Pews and Jack in the future. In the meantime, make sure you listen to the story yourself right now, especially since, unlike words on SCAS, it really is free! Hey, there we go. Nice SciFiBulletin.com, Paul Simpson follows that one up with Pewson Jack does a great job at extrapolating the issues involved with such a setup. And what would happen if you were suddenly freed from the shackles? It's a story as much about the effect that the Doctor has on someone as it is about the Time Lord's actions themselves. And I hope that this is just the first story that we get to hear from this writer. It's a strong 10th Doctor story with a neat concept and extrapolation. Nine out of ten. Nice one. MichaelGolonievsky.com, and this is Michael himself, says Free Speech, then, is a great short trip that represents another strong addition to the catalogue of stories under the Paul Sprague Memorial name and an outstanding debut by a new writer to the canon. Creative in its unique premise and backed by a decent plot and soundscaping along with another standout performance by Jacob Dudman, it's a very enjoyable listen. 8.5 out of 10. Well, on Twitter, there was a planet. That's not uh, a story. That's that's the, the username. Uh, this was incredible, and it was so well written. The story is very good. The concept is great. I love this. I knew yeah. Dudman was a great impersonator, but he really amazed me with this. Oh, yeah, come brilliant. on, yes. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's a great he is. actor. He is. Yeah. At Badger Leopard, which <laughs> could be my favourite Twitter handle of all time. Badger Leopard. A while ago. <laughs> hey. I, brother, the badger leopard. <laughs> what? Yes. Mm. Uh, a while ago, I was a little bit doubtful of the short trips range. Oh, sorry to hear that. There's a good, uh, good result at the end of this. There. I've now just listened to free speech. I think it's safe to say my doubts have vanished into thin air, as the story is quite dystopian yet beautiful and absolutely remarkable. Here it comes. Thank you, badger leopard. Ten out of ten. <gasps> Thank you, thank you. That's it for this week. Next time, it's Torchwood, The Crown. Very exciting. Look forward to that one. 
Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes on The Robots Volume 4, with writers John Dorney and Guy Adams guiding us through the production. But first up, it's time for listeners' emails. Well, there are many things in this world that I like. Uh, yes. Ice creams, sometimes, Ooh. not always. You know, I do like an ice cream, but it's a sort of situ- you know situational thing. It's uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Whippy you on the go. I- you know. Yeah, is he? Uh, well, last time I checked, yeah, he has got a car now. Uh, other things I like, you know, um, nice views, bottles of Diet Pepsi. I don't know. I don't like Diet, but <laughs> pe- it has to be proper Pepsi. Um, Pepsi Max is horrible. That's my latest thing. I'm really not into Pepsi Max. Right, I think it steady. tastes a little bit like the syrup at the bottom of a um, caramel. You know those caramel, uh, what are they called? With a small raffia base. With a sort of raffia <laughs> work base. base. Uh, but there's one thing I do love, and that's emails, and I love it. It's a chance for us to chat to you and you to chat to us and air your views, opinions, and ask your questions. And this week is no exception. Yeah, so it's funny enough, to, when you said air, I opened the window. Well, we all need a bit of air at the moment. It's boiling. It's like me sitting here inside a gigantic uh, bottle hot of hot stuff. Big flask. <laughs> and if you want to talk to us, all you have to do is send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. So first up here, we got one here from Matt Mayhew. This was sent uh, on the 23rd of May. Subject of this one is Monthly Adventures Compliments. Well, we do like a compliment here. Uh, Benji Nick, I listened to my... I finished my listen through the monthly adventures today from the Sirens of Time all through uh, 275 releases to the end of the beginning. Something I started during the first lockdown. Wow, what an achievement. Uh, Before last year, I had about 80 in my collection that I hadn't listened to due to making my way through the other ranges. It's a range that I completely adore and has a lot of my favourite stories in. Uh, some long-standing such as Legend of the Cybermen, uh, Night Thoughts, the Rani Elites, the Chaos Pool, Static, and uh, uh, of the new ones to me, Hour of the Cybermen, uh, Emissary of the Daleks, Muse of Fire, The Dark Universe. I could go on listening. Uh, the range mm. of stories uh, told shows the diversity of what Doctor Who can do. Uh, it also introduced some of my favourite companions. Uh, Evelyn, Hex, Charlie, Flip, Constance and Klein. Um, Constance and Klein sounds like a sort of shoe shop, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> as well as uh, expanding the stories for Nessa, Tegan, Ace, Perry and Mel. Um, even though I'm saddened that it has finished, uh, as it was what drew me to Big Finish back in 2009, the key to time 2 trilogy, um, if interested. Sorry, that's a real old joke for here on this podcast the key to time um, i look forward to the next chapter uh like nick said in the extras for emma's era of the daleks the nature of the monthly episodes uh, adventures sorry uh, meant that developing some characters meant that the others spent prolonged periods without a story i hope the new ranges allow room for both character development and not having too long a gap uh talking of new ranges how about a calypso jones spin-off uh love them in both their stories and robin holdaway brilliantly brilliantly portrays them uh maybe they should meet vienna salvatore oh wouldn't that be fun um uh, one, la- one last thing. Uh, is there any chance of getting the Muse of Fire music suite? Uh, I've checked the CD, uh, download, and Benji SoundCloud, but it isn't available, although there looks to have been space on the CD for it. Um, I think it's 
only is the only monthly adventure since music suites were introduced that doesn't have one benji's music on this one was great and i'd love to hear it in isolation thanks and keep up the fantastic work matt well i do it is up there on my soundcloud i think it's just might just be buried somewhere i can dig that one out now whilst why isn't it on the, the release though why wasn't it put on the release? i thought that i did do it for the release i mean i definitely cut it together so i don't know what where maybe there who, wasn't room or we for whatever reason something who happened. mastered it uh, I can't remember. Probably me. Um, I don't yeah. know. But for whatever weird, reason, isn't it? yeah, maybe. I think we. I think it was. There was some. There was a reason, and we released it digitally. Maybe is it, I'll sort it out whilst you're um, yeah. reading this next one. But I have got uh, it. Th- to oh, hand. thank you. Uh, next up, uh, this is from Dana Lewis, and the subject is Atta Girls, Louise Jameson and dot 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 Tenko. Dear Big Finishers, I'm a first-time writer but long-time vicarious listener through my partner's vast library of almost everything Big Finish has ever produced. I was delighted to hear on your podcast now months ago, but it has taken me this long to write, about the US Audi Award nomination for Atta Girls, uh, created by the wonderful and amazing Louise Jameson. While we both loved Stranded, and it certainly deserves the audio it received, I still couldn't help feeling saddened that the award had not gone to Atta Girls, uh, my favourite Big Finish series ever. But just hearing about the Atta Girls nomination, nomination, what am I, what am I talking about? Uh, did trigger a new dream, so here it is. Is there any way that Big Finish and Louise Jameson could work together to recreate in audio the missing two years of that incredibly powerful and devastating television series Tenko? Louise Jameson's standout Aussie character Blanche was a bedrock of Tenko up to her defiant and harrowing death in the Japanese detention camp for foreign women in occupied Indonesia. Yet, as I'm sure many of your listeners know already, after Blanche's death, the series simply leapfrogs over the years 1943 and 1944. When Tenko picks up again in 1945, the camera pans across the camp graveyard containing the last homes of Blanche and so many other beloved characters from previous episodes. But, excuse capitalizations, we never learn their final stories! Exclamation mark. So here is my dream project. Would it be possible possible i don't know what that means would it be possible for big finish and louise jameson to create uh at a girl the story of, of what happened to the internees during the missing two years of tenko i'm afraid some of that amazing cast may no longer be with us but we can at least find out what happened during those two missing years before liberation to the characters they played I'm sure the right situation must be complicated, but Louise Jameson's Tenko, The Missing Years, would be a production not to be missed and truly a very, very big finish. Hopefully yours, Dana Lewis. I'm really sorry. The answer is we can't do it. Um, uh, Perhaps I should unwisely here say we did try. We tried. But the right situation seemed to be insurmountable. So um, there were conversations, but nothing came of them. Ultimately, it looked hopeful for a while, but no. Sorry about that. How you doing? How you doing? Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) We got one here from Daniel Hughes. Uh, Subject of this one is K9. Uh, Greetings, Mr. Briggs and Mr. Clifford. Uh, I trust you're both well. I've recently watched the Myth Makers interview with John Leeson on BritBox, Uh, and K9 and Company was mentioned. Would you ever consider doing K9 and Company as an audio series, uh, if you haven't considered it already? Kind regards, Daniel. Well, um, we're not considering doing K9 and Company, um, but, you know, we've got some ideas that sort of go vaguely in that direction, so there's a little tease for you, eh? (laughs) Simply seconds, 
before I just say more emails next time. You know, I'm having a very strange thing here because I remember doing the music suite to this one because I remember all the cuts. I remember how it was cut together it distinctly in my mind. I can't find it anywhere. How peculiar. Um, I know that I sent Paul Mars the entire suite of music, though, so I'll, I'll look into that one. Well, there we have it then. Just a reminder, we'll be giving you a 15-minute tease of First Action Bureau at the end of the podcast. It's a fantastically exciting sci-fi spy thriller from the worlds of Jerry Anderson and stars Genevieve Gaunt, Sasha Dewan, uh, Patterson Joseph and Nicola Walker. But before we do that, let's go behind the scenes with The Robots, Volume 4. I am John Donnie and I am the script editor. Okay, both over to you. You're clearly a robot duplicate. Yeah, d- don't kill me. Our first story for Robots 4 is Closed Loop, uh, which is by Guy Adams. Yeah, um, we're always very keen to complete an arc for uh, Pool and Twos, uh, for you know David and Pamela. We were quite keen to do that with Guy. Guy had done an excellent job of a story for for the second series with them and it was always part of the plan to have him pick that up and finish it off. I'm Guy Adams and I wrote Closed Loop. There's no way I'm burying myself alive today. There's something down there. So you said. And I don't intend to join it unless I'm given a very good reason. So again, the opportunity to write for Pamela Salem and David Collings in many ways thematically a, a continuation of, of the previous story there we were able to to leave the story in a, a surprisingly dark place uh, which I was very um, grateful that uh, both David and, and John were happy to let me do that to be able to continue that thought here of, of how damaged poor Poole may be was a great challenge as, as, a, as a writer it's the sort of story that you, you don't get to do within a, a straight Doctor Who um, framework. Uh, this may be uh, attached to the Doctor Who universe, very much, you know, a story taking place within that universe. But, but the the sort of stories we're, we're doing here are, are stories you wouldn't necessarily be able to do if a certain Time Lord uh, turned up. So it was it was fun to play with the sort of darkness of that, the fragility of Paul's state of mind, the real issues with anxiety. I'm Pamela Salem, and I play Lish Tooth. I'm David Collings, and I play Pool. A robot, indiscernible from a human. Warm skin, mechanised breathing, full duplicated personality. A full copy of the original engrams. You are Tooth. I am. I really am. A robot. Yes. No, you can't be a robot. You just can't be. I can. And so can you. A lot of bunny goes on, doesn't it? It certainly does. (laughs) I said yippee. (laughs) Because I thought, great, I love this when they have life after their episodes. It's really fun. So that's what happened to her. But at least this time we didn't have to learn the lines. <laughs> no. <laughs> Had to be au okay with them, but we didn't actually have to learn them. <laughs> yes, a lot of interesting things happen in this. <laughs> it is a very dark... I mean, I, I had to read it a few times to follow the... The twists are interesting. There's quite a lot of interesting robot philosophy in it, <laughs> which I find 
can start a lot of discussions after table discussions. <laughs> Not only are we returning to the world of, of robots of death in a very general sense, we are, of course, returning to the very specific location of that story, albeit somewhat in a, in a run-down, uh, eerie, uh, broken uh, way. My name is Greg Depolney, and I play a robot that should be dead called D84. Now, fix your voice, would you? You sound terrible. I haven't spoken for so long. I did not realise. Would you like me to take a look? No, I can do it. Then do. It's interesting coming back to D84 because the script is so different to what I did before. And it's really nice because I feel in a way with the script, D84, because it's, it's the voice and not visual, he seems to have more interesting things to say. He, I, I feel he's a character. I think one of the other things I mentioned was D84 and Greg Depolnay. Greg Depolnay was one of my old voice tutors when I was at drama school. And I remember how there was a certain degree of currency in the fact that I had a VHS copy of Robots of Death that I could share around so people could see him in full costume and take those few moments to go, hold on, is that him? Yeah, my God, that is him. The more you heard his voice. Um, he's got such a lovely speaking voice and D84 is such a memorable character that it felt like it would be good to, to bring him back in some way. Gosh, it goes back. I think we're talking about October 1976 and the director was a mate. He was a sort of neighbour as well and he said to me one day, he said, Greg, do you want to do a Doctor Who? I've got a part. You put a mask on but that means I can use you again because nobody will remember who you, what you look like. And I thought at the time, well, it's four weeks' work. So I turned up and, of course, as soon as I turned up, there was Pamela Salem, who I'd worked in rep when we my very first job in 1966 and there was Brian Croucher with whom I'd been at drama school it was like sort of being with a whole lot of friends again and how was Tom to work with he would often ask me that question he um he was very keen on the times crossword and I happened to be hovering near him and he was struggling to find an answer about a Buddhist script or something like that. And I just innocently offered Upanishads. He said, genius. And I sort of became part of his inner circle. But then after a while, I I couldn't do any more of them. Just go to bigfinish.com and type the robots into the search pane at the top. You'll get the whole series. But uh, yeah, worth it, I reckon. And don't forget, the tease of the first 15 minutes of First Action Bureau will be with you very, very, very shortly now. But first, it's... The Randomoid Selectatron, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And it is 219 Doctor Who Absolute Power, Colin Baker's story. Uh, Miranda Rayson, uh, Absolute Power by Jamie Anderson, Janderson himself. Yeah. Wow. If only Jamie were here to discuss it. If only. I was speaking to him just before we were recording this, actually. Has, so he, got, has go. he got Wayne in it? There's no Wayne in it. There's no Wayne wow. in it, no. There's normally Wayne in everything he directs. <laughs> well, anyway, here's the teaser trailer. That's what I meant. Hello? 
coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Ah, good day, gentlemen. Ah, Doctor, we've been expecting you. Doctor Who, absolute power. Come on! Come on! Doctor, what, what's this that's just lit up? Ah, no, 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 no. What you're doing, old girl? The threat is within. Enough, Doctor. Leave this place or I shall destroy you. We need to get out of here. Where is Constance? What have you done with her? I'm afraid that poor Constance is about to be involved in a tragic accident. Uh, uh, oh, they won't budge. Oh, this is all looking rather bleak. Hold tight! Good luck, Emma. Thank you. Big Finish. We love stories. There we are. Brilliant. Highly recommended. Uh, well, you can't go wrong with Miranda Raisin, can you, as Constance Clark? Brilliant. And lovely to get Jamie to write a Doctor Who. Absolutely. You know, and lovely. It's always nice to, you know, when cause Jamie directs as well and does all the stuff like that. Just a thoroughly lovely person, a great guy, and full of great ideas as well. Right. Uh, as usual, I must email Jackie and Sue about it so they can put it live. In the meantime, Benji will explain how you get your 25% discount on Absolute Power. Right. Absolutely. It's so easy. You go to bigfinish.com. Uh, when you're on the website, go across on the menu, go to the podcast section. When, when you're on there, uh, you'll have the podcast in question inside a little box you click read more when you're on read more it'll say click here and enter the code buck up that's buck up all capital letters uh, no spaces no complications party for the nations uh, celebrations none of that just buck up enter that in and you'll get 25% off it's so simple but thank you very much Ran we give thanks to your awesomeness we do that was me yeah. giving thanks next week's podcast is a shorter summer holiday affair uh, giving Nick and I time to take a breath uh, and you know, perhaps dangle our toes in some ice cold coastal waters of the UK you see we're both coastal <laughs> folks um, I'll be to be honest I'll be doing a million and one things moving house and dancing uh, around yeah, and packing yeah. packed all my big finished stuff in a box yesterday oh, did very you? Sad, very sad and burnt it no sorry. and burnt it yes yes no 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 didn't do that uh, but it'll still feature some big finished goodness for you don't worry oh, we've still got yes. we have plans you see plans oh yeah I can actually tell you that the war doctor begins will feature in it so there you go mm. I mean what more do you want quite frankly exactly, exactly. in the meantime it's time to say bye for now <gasps> Bye for now. For now. Great synchronization. And so now, with some adult content that may not be suitable for younger listeners, it's First Action Bureau, the first 15 minutes. Clever chemical formula the Bureau created. Ideal for a nice, neat, quiet kid.
kill. This is just business. Nothing personal. You know that. I didn't answer your question, did I? About how I found you. Let's just say I'm the best agent the Bureau has. Nothing gets past me. Nobody can hide. <laughs> Not even you. Encrypted, Nero Jones to zero one. Mission complete. Target located and eliminated. Acknowledged, Nero. It was a major risk to global security, so thank you. When are you due back in London? 21.30 tomorrow, sir. Excellent. Briefing tomorrow at 2200, then. We've got an unusual one for you next. A celebrity, by all accounts. I look forward to it. Oh, God. I hate celebrities. After decades of suffering and injustice, things are looking up for humanity. But even when you're living in a utopia, there are still criminals to be dealt with. That's where we come in. A global network of secret agents working under the guidance of Zero One. Zero One controls everything. But nobody knows where he is, not even us. But still, we get to stop global and interplanetary crime before it even gets started. Hence the name, First Action Bureau. Home, white Assam tea, 94 degrees, two sugars. Nero, government health advice recommends limiting sugar Ignore intake. advice. Health advice, ignored. Thank you. Do you require medical assistance? No, no, it's just a headache. I've had a long flight, or three. Nero. This is the 17th self-reported headache in the last 30-day period. Health advice recommends visiting your physician as soon as possible. Ignore advice. Health advice ignored. <sighs> Home. Time, please. 21, 58 and 40 seconds. Here we go again. Home. Enter secure mode. Activating secure mode. Connecting to First Action Bureau. Connected. You're early. Couldn't help myself. 
Good to see you, boss. Who's a celebrity? Never big on small talk, were you, Nero? <clears throat> we have some unusual intel on Professor Charlie's Wilkin. Mars Tech CEO Charlie's Wilkin. Correct. Something about her latest hair makeover. I'll ignore that. She's heading to Mars 2 base on a PR jaunt to personally activate the new self-sufficient environmental systems. Wearing her best pretty, pretty PR smile. Our intel suggests she's planning to manipulate the systems. <laughs> to make herself look good. To kill every person currently living in Mars 2. Uh, okay. Sounds like she's developed a personality. And, uh, why would she want to kill everybody? At this stage, we don't know. But it looks as though this whole thing is being manipulated by a third party. What third party? That's need to know. But our AI intel is rarely less than 100% accurate. <sighs> so, what? Tail her? Watch her? If she's rotten, kill her? To the point as always, Nero. We've managed to get you a seat on her Mars sleeper flight, leaving tomorrow at 1100 hours from London's spaceport. I'm sending your cover details now. Received. You won't have much of a chance to talk to her on the flight, but try to bond with her if you can. <laughs> She'll love me. As do we all, Nero. Piss off. Good luck. And let me know if you find anything to corroborate our data. I need confirmation before I can issue the kill order. Have I ever killed anyone without permission? Not that I know of. Officially. Zero one out. Incoming call from Bureau Tech Department. Senior technologist, Benjamin Saul. What? <sighs> Answer. What do you want, Benjamin? Oh, Nero, it's you. Uh... You called me, Benjamin. Of course it's me. Why are you calling? I, I, I actually wasn't sure you'd answer. I, uh, it's complicated. No, it isn't. Uh, could we maybe meet in person? What is wrong with you? Where is this coming from? Look, sorry. I just saw you were logged in and hadn't really prepared myself for this. Okay. Bit weird. Heading out on a mission tomorrow and it's past my bedtime. So yeah, bye-bye, Benjamin. No, wait, hang on. <sighs> Why do I always attract the weird ones? Home. Set alarm 0630 hours. Lights out. <sighs> Every good assassin needs their beauty sleep. It's just a headache. This is the 17th self-reported headache in the last 30-day period. Health advice recommends visiting your physician as soon as possible. As soon as possible. It's complicated. Nothing gets past me. Nobody can hide. Hide. Not even you. 
that about oh weird shit okay let's do this Have you been to Mars before? Yes, I have. Mm. This must be my 90th trip, and it still thrills me. Not me. Oh. Professor Charlie Wilkin, yes, I know. One should never assume. It'd be hard to miss you. Your marketing machine is pretty unrelenting. I hadn't thought of it in those terms. Look, sorry, I, I feel like we've started off on the wrong foot. You are? No. I'm sorry. I hate these flights. I hate the sleep. I'm Sarah. Sarah Reynolds. It's good to meet you, Sarah. And I'm totally with you on the sleep thing. I always have such bizarre dreams and then feel pretty awful at the other end. It's like jet lag with an extra dose of hangover. <laughs> sleep periods commence in three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Please take your seats and get comfortable. And what takes you to Mars 2 base, Sarah? Oh. An extremely dull assignment for my boss. I work in content development. He wants to make a reality show about life on Mars too, so I'm headed there to see if there's enough going on to make it interesting. He literally wants to call it Life on Mars too. <laughs> Fascinating. I must say it's something I would watch. Perhaps we can talk more when we get there. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd like that. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Oh, I absolutely understand. The busy life of a media professional. We'll speak at the other side. Um, okay. Have a good trip. Thanks. Nice to have met you, Miss Will. Charlize, please. And you, Sarah. <laughs> Privacy shield. <sighs> what do you want? Um... Oh, come on. 
This is getting seriously weird now. Okay, sorry. I know, I know, I know. And this is going to sound weirder. But can you just say my name? Well, I, I beg your pardon. Say my name, please. Just so I know it's you. You called me. You know it's me. Oh, what is the matter with you? I'm trying not to make this weird. It's not working. This is weird. Look, I can't talk now. I'm on my way to Mars 2 base. Okay. Will you call me when you get there? Probably not. It's important. Seriously. <sighs> Maybe. Okay. Stay still. Klingy. Vom. Maybe meet in person? Where is this coming from? What is wrong with you? Nothing gets past me. Nobody can hide. Not even you. Stay safe. Health advice. Acknowledged. It was a major risk to global security. No, I can't. I didn't. I won't. No. 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 Reynolds, please stay calm. We're encountering some technical issues, so we've woken you slightly early. What's happening? Minor technical issues, Professor. Bullshit. Let me onto the flight deck. I'm afraid that's against company protocols, Professor. I wrote those protocols, and I'll rewrite them, should I so choose. Uh, please, Miss Reynolds. I'm with your boss. You're rather forward, sir. You owe Mars interplanetary transport as well. Yeah, used to fly myself to Mars. Try to shut it down again. Hey, what the... What's the situation, Captain? Get off my flight deck now. Technically speaking, it's my flight deck. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Yeah.